Maybe you should go and do some contemplating. Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. I'm not going to... That's not in the show. We're not going to start every episode like that. In order to get to Griffin's microphone, he has to kind of saddle up, and I like to introduce myself. You like myself. to razz me a little bit. Just a little razz I like to introduce myself right when he's mid-saddle. Well, we take it from the top, and action. Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Hi, this is Griffin McElroy. And this is Rose Buddies. It's a podcast about The Bachelorette. Right now, sometimes it's about The Bachelor. Sometimes it's about Bachelor in Paradise, or it will be someday. Sometimes it's about a bunch of trash in between. But it's always about our love. But it's always about our love. It's a very masturbatory podcast <laughs> where we talk about how in love we are, and we're just like, deal with it, world. It's just us. We missed you guys last week. Missed you real bad. I was in E3, not watching reality television, and I got the shakies from it, <laughs> the shakes, and I hated it. Um, we did, when you get back, we watched Are You the One? Literally, like, I dropped my bags, and Rachel was like, shut up, shut up. I was like, oh, <laughs> baby, I love you, I missed you. And you were like, shut your mouth. And you turned on that, you t- you, you served up some Ato for me, mm-hmm. which is Are You the One? Uh, season four. And based on the first episode of season four of Ato, I'm going to say, yes, you are, Ato season four. Because yeah. the shit is hot so far. It's a good app. It's a good app. I definitely recommend tuning back in to that one. It is the same night. As Bachelorette, I think it is on immediately afterwards. So you could ost- ostensibly extend your your viewing party. See, I by thought one it was hour. the same time. No, ten nine central. Really interesting. Yeah. Um. Anyway, <clears throat> Bachelorette was on this week. Let us sing the final stanza of the song of Chad. 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 Um. <laughs> Ch- Sir Chad went home, and he there was a bit of a teaser. And I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this, because it kind of seemed like, obviously, Chad was like, I'm going to find and murder Alex. And by the way, they cut the cliffhanger of the last episode. It made it seem like he went to the house where Alex and Jojo were hanging out, where he was going to act a real You're right. I forgot. Um, When in all actuality, what really happens is he goes back to uh, the boy zone, where Mm -hmm. the boys live, and... Before he arrives, though, we get to see a nice little memorial service they have for Chad. Yeah. Um, uh, Wells leads the service, and they... Fuck, this was good. ...scatter his protein powder like ashes into the wind. That shit had me rolling. Yeah. So sometimes those boys, they do something that gets me genuinely and They had rolling. James Taylor on guitar, too. Like, it's not just, like, funny for Bachelorette. It's, like, the concept of somebody having a protein ashes burial at sea... It's like genuinely funny. The good Wells, one, Wells literally said farewell, sweet prince, as they threw his I protein like that, ashes. I like that Wells, which makes me 100% convinced he is not going to get much further in this show. I know. Um, little did those boys know that that uh, Chad could smell his protein being <laughs> scattered to the wind, being pecked at by yeah. owls who were getting like super It really just created a sense so he could find his way back. You know that shit's got to like ward off like bears or something, right? <laughs> Bears hate protein. I don't think that's they true. They love berries. Honey. Honey. Neither of those have a lot of protein in them. Picnic baskets. Picnic baskets. My, wa- my wife, a yogi bear. <laughs> Do you like that? Yeah, it's perfect. Um, that is the movie America's way to see. Hello, my name is Yogi Bear. My <laughs> wife, Yogi Bear. I'm a Justin Timberlake. Whoa, wait. This get turned into Mario a little bit. 
or perhaps Wario. Why does Justin Timberlake in there? He did the voice of Yogi Bear in the 3D Yogi Bear movie. Oh my gosh, Griffin. I think. Or he was Baby Bear, whoever the younger one is. Boo-boo? Doobie Bear. Hey, how's hey. the Bachelorette today? <laughs> um, so Chad shows up, walks into the house, says, you know, JoJo seemed to hear from all the guys, you know, that there were issues, and I guess she thinks I'm too intense. Never says the, never actually says the words out loud, I lost the two-on-one and I'm going home. Yeah. Like, some, some <laughs> dudes are like, what's up? And he's like, what's up? Back at them. <laughs> and... And he kind of, he comes at it almost like he's ready to be reasonable. He's like, you know, I just, I felt backed into a corner, you know, and, and I just. When you got 20 guys coming at you. It's yeah. like sometimes the only way you can respond is with physical violence. And All right, so, And so Jordan steps forward and says, hey, man, you know, I understand why you might feel that way, you know, and, and it seems like he's trying to kind of reason with him. And he's expecting that Chad might want to apologize for any behavior, and Chad does not want to do that. Chad is not there to apologize. Um, Jordan does the thing where he's, like, shaking his hand, and he's like, I just want you to know that, like, if we did anything to, like, uh, come at you or treat you in a way where you felt like you were being disrespected, like, I get how that can be, and I'm sorry that you feel like squeezing my hand really hard (laughs) is intimidating. And then he, like, touches his face. He touches Jordan's face at a certain Yeah, point. Chad, like, like, gets up in his biz again. Chad really wanted to get in a punch fight very, very badly. He and did. I th- I've reached a point now where it's just unequivocally, no, no matter how many delightful things he does, most of which is off the air, like, get by the domain <laughs> names of all the boys and have them redirect to his Instagram page, mm-hmm. where he lets hashtags fly. Can I read the hashtags? From so uh, story broke today just now the hot bloid scoop which is appropriate because this is a very bloid heavy episode. Um, Chad Chad posted an Instagram of himself and Robbie's ex girlfriend in in a canoodle pose, uh, which is amazing. Like that's that's bananas that mm-hmm. you orchestrated that. Just like hey so. Robbie, what's up? Look at me, I got your old girl. Uh, this then- young woman's name is Hope Higginbotham. <laughs> Of the New Hampshire, Higginbotham. Oh, delicious. Can I tell you something? As somebody with a last name that was often made fun of, I shudder like to think. Like Ope Higginbotham? I shudder to think what you would have said about me. I mean, you know. <laughs> um, while you look for that, I will say that while this convo with Jordan and Chad is going on, Evan decides he's going to make one last pitch. Just one last. Please let me just get in there real quick. Do you, he literally says, do you have your wallet on you? Because you still owe me a shirt. <laughs> and, the, and Chad at this point, like, I'm, I, fuck Chad. For real, though. He's a big shitty idiot. But come on, <laughs> dude. Like, Evan, I see, I see the petard that you are hoisting yourself on. It yeah. is not worth Big it. Big ups to the, uh, who was it in the Rose Buddies? Somebody in the oh. Rose Buddies group started a GoFundMe account for dude to get, oh no, my phone just died. Oh, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Do you want me to get my phone? Yeah. Babe. <laughs> where is it? I'll go get it. I mean, I know where it is. I'll go get it. Okay. This is making up for last week when you spilled a drink on the floor and I had to clean it up for you. All right, let's, see, let's turn to the Bloids. Bloid Talk with Griffin and Rachel. Us Magazine, or perhaps U.S. Magazine. <laughs> Bachelorette's Chad Johnson kisses fellow contestant Robbie Hayes, ex-girlfriend, and PDA pick. I guess they were both holding blackberries or something while they were smooching. 
yes, he's definitely kissing this young woman who is apparently Robbie's ex-girlfriend, which is savage. Undeniably savage. What's more savage is this crazy salvo of hashtags at the end of this picture where he talks about how happy he was to meet Hope. He doesn't directly rub it in Robbie's face, but like, come on. Uh, tags her, Hope Alberta, on Instagram. And then, hashtag The Bachelorette. I'm not going to say hashtag every time because there's 30 of these fucking things. The Bachelorette. The Bachelor. The Chadchiller. Bachelor Nation. Bachelor Monday. Bachelor Mondays. Reality TV. Reality show. Reality TV star. Reality TV shows. Reality shows. Reality TV stars. Bravo TV. MTV. ABC. Joelle. Reality star. Reality stars. TV show. Hashtag follow. Hashtag follow me. Hashtag love. Hashtag dating show. <laughs> Hashtag love. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he repeated a couple of those. Yes. Maybe. Maybe not. That's a lot of... You're really casting a wide net there, Mr. Chad. And I don't know who you're, like, expecting to, like, draw in with that particular. Why did you tag Bravo TV? Like, Bravo, you're gonna love this shit, dog. My shit's not on your shit, but you're gonna love it, I bet. Anyway, that's the Chad chiller. He's gone now. He left the house without fighting anybody. He did, like, a fucking... Well, like, no, what? because we gave ourselves physical fight points. Did we? For well, not this week. Okay, yeah. We, okay, yes. In this, um, in this instant, on um, this night, he didn't fight anybody, despite the fact that once again, those those producers and editors at The Bachelor uh-huh. made it seem like he was going to fucking kill everybody in the house. No, all he did was go in and he shook somebody's hand really hard, and then he said, "I'm out, cool dude." Chad, I got the f- impression that Chad is just kind of a dumb dumb. And, like, he kept trying to do shit, but then he would start trying to do shit and then realize he had no in-game for the shit he was trying to do. Well, what was interesting, so when he's trying to explain himself to the boys and say, you know, listen, like, when guys come at me like that, you know, I just, the only thing I can think to do is get physical. And at that point, I just wanted to be like, Chad, what happened to you? What did happen? I mean, other than the fact that, like, you spent your whole life getting big to fight people, and then you get very angry and nobody like, wants to fight Like, is it just, you. is it steroids, or... Did something happen to Chad? You know, like, what was Chad's dad like? There's a lot we don't know. Chad's dad was a nerd that bullied him. He, like, was, like, playing D&D all the time. And Chad would be like, Papa, can I play D&D with you? (laughs) He was like, no. Fuck you. Fuck you, son. Go back to the weight bench. And maybe Evan reminded Chad of his own father. Chad's dad was a boner doctor named Dr. Boner. He loved two things, bullying his son and Warhammer 40,000 tabletop strategic RPG games. This is a rich fiction you've created. It's a lot. I mean, you wanted to know the dude's backstory. I and know, here it is. I did. All right. So when- Chad's dad invented cyberbullying and he would cyberbully his son on his TI 8000 calculator. Every day he would pop it out to like do some algebra homework, and his dad will have left him a little game in there, and he play he solves the maze that his dad made in his calculator, and he gets to the end, and he's like, "Fucking jock dummy, ha ha ha, love dad." And he's like, "I'm never doing math again. I'm only gonna get strong and try to fight people all the time." R.I.P. Chad. Rip Chad. We'll see you on Bachelor in Paradise. I can't fucking believe it. Uh, what so- if he has a full blown turnaround, full blown conversion? He won't. It'll be, he'll get treated exactly the same way that Kalon got treated, which is that he'll get iced out of any lady ever picking There him. was one woman that was into Kalon, and then Kalon shut, shut her out, and then nobody would go on a date with Kalon, and so he went on a fucking date with himself. 
I remember this. I I just I don't see Chad faring well on on the bip. I hope they eat him alive. Here's what sucks though is he's got a he's got an amazing body. That his nerd dad like made sure like he he had like a super great bod. And so like there could be somebody there who's like, well, who who likes just who abusive, just wants to have a little bit of hand, a little abusive bit of, assholes. Well, yes, but who also wants to just have a little bit of just fr- fun, you know, fun in the sun. Maybe somebody who wants a fitness routine. Yeah. No, Chad can't do that with anybody else. Chad will have Chad will allow somebody to hang on to his ankles while he pulls himself up onto things. <laughs> anyway, rip Chad. Anyway, so Alex gets back from his date with Jojo, and the men literally lift him on their shoulders. They present him a sheet of cupcakes. It was like the wedding scene in Fiddler on the Roof. Like, they were dancing in circles (laughs) around him in a a choreographed number. They chanted Slayer of the Dragon and lit a Roman candle in the... Indoors, which is not cool. In the Bachelorette hangout spot. Which was like a resort in Pennsylvania. Don't light a fucking Roman candle indoor... You boys, you can't do that there. You're in a hotel. You can't light a Roman candle indoors. You can do that at your own house if you want to burn it down, but you're at like a nice resort. In, uh, what was it called? Nima. Nima colon PA. Nima colon PA. Maybe the rules are different out there. We don't know. That's, they're more free. That's for certain. (laughs) Uh, So then we go into the cocktail party. And this is kind of a weird... All right. Assortment of activities that happen. A lot of stuff goes down. And I want to talk about this because I feel like it defines the tone of the rest of this episode and potentially the rest of this season of The Bachelor in that Chad left a kind of power vacuum. He turned he split Chad split himself up into seven horcruxes that were then (laughs) imbued inside of the boys because all the boys that were left. I made the point that like there were almost 30 boys when this thing started and everybody was talking. Everybody's just hands down focused on what a shithead chad was and that's fair he's a big shitty idiot but statistically a lot of those other boys are also going to be shitty idiots and now like somebody there was a conversation that uh i think like evan and derek and a couple other people were having which is like everybody's looking for a new chad and then evan proposed Mm -hmm. maybe there would be many small chads yeah which is mini chads mini chads which is like kind of accurate because this episode sort of made everyone we watched with realize that the only people left are either complete fucking rat bags or just absolute piss kids. <laughs> Explain me the difference between rat bags and piss kids. There were, um, uh, all right to, to put names on them. Uh, Alex got very hostile this episode uh, not in the way that Chad did, um, but just got really upset about the things that some people were doing uh, with no provocation whatsoever. At least no provocation that made it in the edit of the television show The Bachelorette that we all watch every week on ABC. Um, well, and this does intensify in the second in the second round. Yes. Um, um, but this time we do get hints that there is some hostility. There's some hostility. There's hostility towards Jordan. Uh, because yeah. spoiler alert, we'll talk about this in a second. Jordan gets the first solo date, and as soon as he gets it and walks off, and everybody's like, "Well, he gets so many roses. He's such a front runner. He's not here for the right reasons." It's like, "Whoa, where did that last thing come from?" Because mm-hmm. you definitely just pull it directly out of your asshole. 
like we can talk about that shit now because we've got the benefit of the bloids on our side but that's like you're making that up out of whole cloth based on the fact that i do got a date that you did not get i mean i think chad was so clearly evil and they all could agree that he was a villain they didn't pay much attention to anybody else's you know minor flaws or or you know well that's because that's harder to do the good thing about a villain i mean it may uh, let's talk about realistically you're on a tv show and there's a guy that you have to be around fucking all the time that you think is an asshole and potentially a dangerous asshole that's real it's really easy for you to talk about like this guy sucks right everybody right everybody right everybody okay everybody agrees this guy sucks that's easy what's hard is when you don't have that to define your yeah. narrative anymore. None of these people have like an obvious guy named Chad. And Chad was right. They were talking about him a lot because it was easy. Like they have to fill some fucking screen time. And I will say the producers didn't have a Chad anymore. And so sure. my, what I am thinking, and this is not a genius insight, but the producers realized Chad was going to self-destruct and started working on a plan B before Chad even left. Right. And started to kind of sow the seeds of, Hey Alex, what do you think of Jordan? Like you think? Or Jordan? hey Alex, what do you think yeah. of? Uh, was Derek the one? Derek. Uh, they all were against Derek too. Yeah, everybody's really against Derek for like the dumbest reason. We'll get into that. But then later in the episode, Derek like calls out like this weird group meeting where he's like, "I just feel like it's like a high school clique with you guys," and it's like Derek, who yeah. gives a fuck? Yeah. I feel like you guys don't want to hang out with me as much as you want to hang out with each other. Derek! There's some puppet strings there. Or fucking Evan, who, like, gets mad at somebody for going to talk to JoJo because he doesn't... He's waiting for JoJo to come talk to him. No! You're being kind of a piss kid right now. Get get in there and mix it up. I'm picturing, like, a war room with however many producers all standing around. Chad's name has a big line through it, and they're all got the rest of the names up on the board, and it's like, okay... What do we got with Alex? We got anything with Alex? All right. What about Evan? Okay. All right. So you're going to come at Evan from these sides, and then you're going to go at Alex from here, and then eventually we will build. Yeah. No, definitely. That's all going on. I'm saying there's also, on the other side of the room, two bulletin boards. One of them says rat bags. One of them says piss kids. (laughs) And the the dividing lines are very, very clear. So rat bags are guys that are just at their core douchebags. Not great guys, maybe. And piss kids. guys that exhibit not great tendencies vis-a-vis romancing and yeah. dating and loving jojo and piss kids are are just kind of whiny insecure men just dudes who aren't there to fucking play the game of right. bachelor i almost not. said survivor the dudes who are not there to play survivor what are you even doing no i think that's that's the fair characterization um what worries me is like i feel like people who i genuinely like wells doesn't fit into either I still like Wells a whole you lot. Know. But Jordan, my, my, my boy Jordan maybe slipped up a little bit in my mind. This has all been a fucking long-form preview for this episode of Rose Buddies. Anyway, let's okay. get back in. So there's a rose ceremony. So who gets a rose? Um, so at this point, Alex already has a rose from the two-on-one. Right. As, um, as does And Jordan Luke. has a first impression rose. Or not a first impression, but a um, group date. group date rose. Um, and so who gets and Luke has one too, right? Luke, Luke had a has solo one date. from a solo date. So who gets roses? So it's Derek, Robbie, Chase, Wells, Grant, Vinny, James Taylor, and Evan. That means Daniel and James F are going home. Sad. James F wrote a poem and let's just get a Rachel McElroy poem expert <laughs> poem review. Um, just break off, breaks off some of that. Like good, good. So James F is a boxing club owner. Right. Um, so I don't know his experience with writing poems. Um, for a first effort, 
maybe not terrible. Yeah, sure. But I, I don't think that was the best way for him to express his feelings for her. What would have been? Boxing? Um, or ma- not even boxing, but like managing a place where boxers come to get like totally fucking sick at their craft. Maybe just some just some gentle sparring. That could be fun and flirty. Yeah. I don't know. But she well, oh, what if he'd just beaten the ever loving shit out of Chad? Oh, I mean, that's how Alex got got through that two on one. That's a good point. Uh, Daniel uh, goes out in a blaze of glory. God, Daniel, you're damn, Daniel, you did it so good, son. He does a few things. First, he he seems kind of kind of insecure and says, "Well, I mean, he's confident in his looks, so he's like, it must be based on personality, and so my personality must be shit." And you're like, oh. "No, he doesn't say my personality <laughs> must be shit." He says definitively because my personality is shit, and yeah. it's like Daniel, you're not. I know a hundred percent. And then wrong. he starts to say like, none of these guys here are on my level. No one's on my level. And then all of a sudden you see like, oh, he's making a play for like a, like a, oh, I I am conceited and and but maybe you didn't want to see more of you me. You cannot establish that narrative, sir. At <laughs> Not even six minutes to midnight. It's twelve oh one. You're going home. Yeah, you can't. And then he's. But then he says something amazing about like the odds of me ending up with a girl like JoJo is like getting struck by lightning while shaving your face or something. And that was real time <laughs> shaving yeah. your face or something. Yeah. Uh. So R.I.P. Daniel. Rip Daniel. I'll be curious to see if he ends up on Bachelor in Paradise as well. I don't know that he has the natural charisma. Also, he's definitely the Zodiac killer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. The Zodiac project was a collabo between him and old Teddy Cruz, Defo. <laughs> like, sorry, Daniel, I'm not going to forget so easily your weird fuck story about cutting the girl's cutting hair while you hair. had her tied up. Yeah. You, you psychopath. You John Wayne Gacy motherfucker. What a season that that was kind of brushed away as if it were nothing. The, that, <laughs> what Chad did up there was bad. What Daniel did up there is admissible in court yeah. for the many killings. The Chicagoland murders. I hope there's the- a team of investigators that were watching that episode and they're rewinding the tape over and over again to figure out some, if they can link him to anything. Some grizzled L.A. detective, just like <laughs> a, a day before retirement, just like downing a bottle of scotch in his lonely apartment. His wife and kids have left him many, many years back, uh, and he's just not taking good care of himself. He's just going to sort of coast into an early grave, and then he turns on the TV, to, TV, the TV to see what's going on, and he makes the breakthrough he's always been wanting. Is it damn? It's like, da- wait, did that rat bag just say he cuts hair? Damn, Daniel, it was you the whole time. Who are you? It was also CSI. Okay. <laughs> uh the remaining gentlemen find out they are leaving the beautiful state of Pennsylvania for the state of Uruguay and they are going to Uruguay I never know how to say that I say it how they said it on um, the Carmen Sandiego show which is like the only time I ever heard Uruguay discussed under any like Uruguay Uruguay yeah. I always want to say Uruguay I think because it I remember I definitely remember Rockapel being like Uruguay <laughs> okay Uruguay this speaks to both of our education. The system. warrant. 
everything I learned about geography, literally everything I learned about geography was all Carmen Sandiego. I would do a Carmen Sandiego, the game show podcast, because that show was on fire. Because sometimes, like, in the end, when they had to plant the different, like, beacons on the different countries where they would shout out and there was, Uh like, a big map on the floor. And then, like, all of the countries would be in Africa. And you'd just be like, bye, kid. You're not winning this one because those countries (laughs) are mad small. And nobody could. And then, like, a kid would actually do it. And you're like, holy shit. Look at this. Rhodes Scholar, genius boy. One year, Griffin and I did a tribute to children's television, and I was Carmen Sandiego, and he was a contestant from Legends of the Hidden Temple. I was a blue barracuda. I bought a special blue barracuda shirt online. Nobody knows who either of us were. People thought I was Dick Tracy. Which is fucking infuriating. (laughs) Dick Tracy, known for his red hat and coat. People Uh, thought I was Lance Armstrong because I was wearing a bicycle helmet. I wanted every single one of them. I just went, oh, yeah, sure, Lance Armstrong. He wears two fish on his shirt, you idiot. (laughs) Uh, Eleven guys left. Uh, We get a nice moment of them all walking down a boardwalk and just kind of singing JoJo's name and exclaiming about how excited they are to be out and about in this lovely country. It looked nice. It looked a nice country. Uh, then we find out Jordan is getting a one-on-one date. Which pisses everybody off. Yeah, and so then we get, like, kind of an interspersed date with Jordan. Not a lot of time on this date, because I think the producers are pretty confident that us, as the audience, know Jordan Jordan's gonna win the fucking season. But yeah, yeah, here's the thing, like, yes. Like, they were on a boat, and she was, like, tousling his hair. And, like... They were both in swimsuits. Swimsuits, just, like, kissing and playing with his hair, and it's like, oh, okay... He's then he is the one who will win the thing. Then. They're looking at seals. They put on wetsuits. Uh, meanwhile, we cut back to Vinny, and Vinny's wearing a fedora. Yes, and he's been doing some investigative work. So he got he found the warrant. <laughs> um, he is cutting the dude's hair and passing around an In Touch magazine. And the In Touch magazine has a exclusive uh, interview with Old Chad. That's JoJo's ex that we find out about in Ben's season. You might, yeah, in Ben's season, he was the one who left her flowers on the hometown date, like right before Ben got there, and upset JoJo yes. a whole lot. And the magazine says uh, via Old Chad that uh, Chad claims JoJo was never interested in Ben immediately started dating chad again when she got home was dating chad during ben's season is what he claimed yeah and then only broke up with him to like go on the show and like didn't really care about finding love and the guys are all passing this magazine around and speculating as to whether or not this is true this was the most meta like it this show has gotten about addressing the bloids right like yeah i mean how did he get that bloid in the, I feel like the narrative that was going around our group is like, well, he's cutting everyone's hair. And it's like, are you suggesting that anytime somebody is cutting anybody else's hair, magazines just fucking appear? <laughs> Have They're you not- ever been in a haircut scenario where there weren't magazines? Yes. Yes. You used to cut my hair in like the backyard of our house. You remember? <laughs> and a Mag- magazine magazines just wouldn't appear. just fall from the fucking sky like Cotty <laughs> with a chance of meatballs. Um, Do you think... I mean, do you think that a producer slipped it to him? Maybe. It happened on, happened on that show. Happened on that show. Unreal. It happened on Unreal. I don't know yeah. why it couldn't happen here. 
By the way, how's season two? We haven't watched it yet. We we are not lifetime subscribers. Yeah, don't tell us though, because we don't want. I heard to know. it's hot. I heard it's good. I mean, I'm sure it is, but I don't want to know. Um. Uh. Yeah. So the boys are getting a little. Yeah, they're all nervous. Nobody's getting like really upset. Nobody's like, Fuck "Jojo, you broke my heart." But they're seriously considering it as if it's like a rep- reputable news source. I mean, it's in touch. They're one of the better boys. <laughs> um. So. Then Jojo continues her date with Jordan. They have dinner. Uh, she confronts him about yeah. an ex this, that she has talked to. This was weird and bad. And honestly, where a little bit of the shine came off the old Jordan apple. Yeah, Jordan Jordan immediately gets defensive. Like, oh, I don't even know. I don't. First of all, okay, we need to address this too. Uh, it came out in the Bloids. We're going to be talking about the Bloids a lot this episode. It's just how it's we're going to do it. It's a Bloid episode, yeah. Um, that JoJo was saying that she knew Jordan was going to be on the show before. Like, when he got out of that limo, she knew he was going to be coming out of that limo because it started to make the Bloids that Jordan Rogers, Aaron Rodgers' little brother, is going to be on this season of The Bachelorette. So JoJo knew before they started shooting that Jordan was going to be there. But she did an interview. She was like, I don't really follow football. So, like, it didn't get him any, like, bonus points or whatever. I think Jordan's ex confronted her. Because Jordan's ex is in Dallas. Right. So the, is that JoJo. is the thing. In that boy interview, JoJo didn't say, oh, and by the way, I met one of his exes and we talked about Jordan. Because, like, that goes a bit above and beyond. Beyond just, like, oh, I saw it breaking the news that Jordan Aaron Rodgers' little brother is going to be here. And so when he came out of limo, I wasn't surprised. To I fucking vetted him. That's a little, that's like... I think she was confronted. They both were in the Dallas area. I think the girl saw her at an event and was like, hey, just so you know, I went out with Jordan. He's not what he says he is. But how, I don't, nobody, I don't know what the gap of time is between people knowing that Jordan Rogers was going to be on the show and the show beginning production and JoJo not being able to have that conversation. I don't know. I don't know how it went down, but that's like, that's a lot. That's a lot more than you usually than anybody gets with any of like the contestants on these shows. I mean, true. To not only know that somebody's going to be on the show ahead of time, but also to But a lot of times them. they get a phone call mid-season. Sure. Right? It, yes. Okay, so uh, this conversation is kind of gross. Jordan starts to like blame sports, and he's like, you know, this this woman was on the roller coaster of my best and worst moments, and I and I just was really trying to be successful. And And JoJo's like, oh, well, did you cheat on her? He's like, no. No, I no, I no, I didn't. Um, but he clearly is on edge. Yeah, he's very kind of hostile. He's, about he's discussing like, I don't it. even know what to say. I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say about this. Uh, and uh, makes- she was like, "I wish I could know what you're thinking." And he's like, "I'm really not thinking anything." Uh, and he talks a little bit about about trust issues, uh, and then. Starts talking about his pastor, um, and then says this is the only person he's ever said I love you to. Uh, and Jojo says, "Oh well, you you've said that you're falling in love with me. You, you know, I'm worried you're going to pull away." And Jordan's like, "No, no, no. You know, I'm blown away by you." Um, but the conversation feels weird. It feels weird, and it's hard to put it into words. It makes it feel weird, except for the fact that at the end of it, it felt like JoJo was apologizing yeah. for asking She's about like, an I, ex. I feel like you're mad at me. And he's like, no, 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 no. But he's like withholding in a way that suggests like, this is not a cool conversation that we're having. And I do not feel guilty as much as I feel frustrated that this woman that said That this conversation's fucking happening in the yeah. first place. Yeah. 
but their conversation ends and then they go out into the world and they're dancing in a public square and they're kissing and, and everything seems Yeah, Judge just makes it fine. seem like, well, now that that's out of the way, I can get married. Yeah. Uh, and so that's, I mean, so that's that. Um, we know there's a group date coming up that has Luke, Derek, Chase, Evan, James, Vinny, Grant, Wells, and Alex. And uh, she gets back from her date with Jordan and a producer gives her the magazine that they've all been looking at. And she, sure, when they hand it to her, she looks at the cover and says, this has nothing to do with me. Yeah, because the Duggars are on the front. And I fucking love that. Like, I love that. She's like, well, Jojo, what did you think? Me. Like, you got to read this sick ass article about the Duggars. <laughs> um, she immediately gets very, very upset, says that Chad, yeah. past Chad, every Chad is like emotionally <laughs> abusive and she's like he does this to me he can't just let anyone be happy yeah she's like i really appreciate my season with ben because i know now i don't deserve people like that uh chad ch- <laughs> alpha chad prior chad first chad definitely also sounds like a total rat bag oh yeah and it seems like not that this is like excuse like i would totally get upset in this situation too but if your ex boyfriend is a rat bag that has also kind of been on the show before, you gotta you gotta kinda know that he's gonna hit those bloids up or the bloids are gonna hit him up definitely. Exes are always talking to the bloids about whoever the I bachelor know, or bachelorette know, is. This is not an unusual She seemed she seemed upset and I get that. She also seemed kind of surprised by it and it was like, You can't be Chad's a Chad's a rat bag, you gotta fucking see that that train coming at yeah. you and have your PR team get ahead of it. So she immediately goes to the room where the guys are staying and tearfully explains to them that, you know, she's not faking this, that she is here for the right reasons. Um, and she's very upset. And the guys all believe her. Uh, yeah, and that's pretty much the end of and it. And that's the end of it. Um, this was the big tearful thing we got teased in the preview of like, oh, she gets really upset. What happened? Something must happen. With I, hate, I hate him. Yeah. Uh, they tried to make it seem like it was Jordan. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> this, this is... The the trailer editing this season has been abhorrent because it showed like the three clips out of sequence were were Alex saying something shitty about Jordan because he could, had the audacity to get the one on one date. Jordan saying oops because he takes Jojo and kisses her near where all the other boys are. And he's like, uh, I guess I was too close to them. Oops. And then it shows Jojo crying and saying, I hate him talking about yeah. alpha chad those three things happened fucking completely out of order a half hour away from each other and yet the like trailer editors were like we're gonna make it seem like jordan breaks it, her her heart mm-hmm. says oops like a shithead and she says that she hates him <clears throat> um so before the group date we get this nice moment of the guys all sitting around in face masks and cucumber getting manicures just talking shop about the show and like these little touches could go without mention on the podcast but i just like to throw them in they're so they're so rare they're very rare you get one every few episodes i feel like we've gotten a lot this season yeah i really like the boys this season they're like kind of they're a real cohesive group they're nice the um the little gags that they do during the credits, they're all pretty good. The, this one showed Luke wearing a tank top that his nipple kept popping out of. Yeah. And Derek was making fun of his nipple coming out. Yeah. And Luke was really drunk and trying to, like, give, like, talk about the show. 
And it was fun. It was funny. It seemed like they're having a fun time. Right after this cucumber face mask moment, we cut to Jojo in the desert and all the guys on the group date yelling her name and then running up a sand hill towards her. That's another thing about these boys. I feel like a lot of them are really enthusiastic about Jojo to the point where anytime they're in a big group together, they just yell Jojo's name and <laughs> run towards her. Yeah. It's kind of wonderful. I mean, they're all ratbacks and piskids, but like... They're all so enthusiastic. It's like it's like they know what they signed up for, and it is a summer love camp. Yeah. And they are ready for summer love. I feel like, I don't want to be sexist. I feel like that happens more on The Bachelorette with a big group of boys than it does in The Bachelor with a big group of women. Do you think that's fair to say? I think that is fair to say, but I think it's it's a larger conversation about how men and women bond. Yes, because the flip side of that are the friendships that come out of the big groups of women are so fucking pure and beautiful and i think and about them forever every, and they last forever carly yeah. and jade carly <laughs> and jade are going to be the best friends forever <laughs> they're going to die of old age hand in hand like the notebook yeah and they'll be like i had a wonderful time yeah and they'll go to heaven together mm-hmm. and be roommates in heaven <laughs> that's how beautiful you're not going to get that from the boys yeah the dudes aren't going to talk to each other after the men tell all no but they're going to have a good time in the house uh, so the guys in the group date are going sand surfing. Um, Dune blasting, as I call it. <laughs> there's a lot of stunts on these. They're like surfboards, and they go down a sand hill, and it, there's a lot of of falls. Wells is fucking carving it up, doing backflip. Or no, Alex, Alex, Alex does the backflip. Alex does a backflip. Alex flip. doing like sand stunts, like he's the fucking Kitsat Tatarak, like just like ripping it up in there and carving it. The who? The Kitsat Tatarak. What is that you're saying? Uh, fear is the mind killer. And what is that? Um, don't worry about it. Is it that's a reference to a uh, video game? Uh, a Dune. Oh. D- Dune by Frank Herbert. Okay. It's about a sand planet. And it's there, that is where spice comes from. Everybody wants the spice. My problem is a bunch of sandworms there. They're pretty dangerous. You know, this reminds me, the other day I realized Griffin has never seen the movie Tremors. No, but I have seen two different versions of Dune. <laughs> uh, so, I don't know, the group date, it starts raining. Um, it gets cut short. It seems like a bummer for the boys, because it seems like they just kind of carve it up and for like five minutes, and then that's it. Yeah, so what happens, the group date... Oh, the- wonderful thing happens while they're at the top, looking down, about to start s- surfing down. Evan looks down and he says, my nose is definitely going to bleed again. <laughs> yeah. He knows himself, which I like about him. Uh, so this is when the guys start to turn on each other again. Um, Derek pulls JoJo aside and talks about how he gets jealous on these group dates and how it's hard for him and he feels a little insecure. Derek went on the first date, went on the first one-on-one, the shitty, shitty, choose-your-own-adventure date. Yeah. Alex starts to tell us how annoyed he is about this time that Derek is having. Uh, And then gets even more annoyed when JoJo says, um, you know, I, I want to reassure somebody who I think could need need some reassurance. So I'm going to give this rose to Derek. So the story changes because Alex, before the rose gets handed out, says, like, I don't like this Derek kid. He's not who he is around Jojo, who, how he is around the rest of us. And I think he's a real piece of shit. It's like, what the where the where the is no, this coming Derek. from? This is coming from nowhere. 
Derek has shown no like crappy tendencies <laughs> whatsoever. And Alex is just like, this guy's suck. Like talking about him the same way they would talk about Chad. And then, so when Jojo gives Derek the rose and he's like, I just want to give this to somebody to like reassure them. Uh, anyway, Derek will accept this rose. And he's like, yeah, I hate that Derek guy because he always needs reassurance. Alex literally says he's quote, an insecure little bitch. Like, whoa, what? dog. Hey, you big bag of rats. Where did that come from? He see, he's like a combination of a piss kid and a rat bag. He's a little bit of both, isn't he? Right. He's a piss rat. He's a kid bag. <laughs> <laughs> he's being a real bag of kids is what he's doing. <laughs> Alex really soured for me. Yeah. This episode. Well, honestly, he was kind of we knew he was trouble. I mean, I knew he wanted to mix it up with Chad, but I didn't know that he wanted to just mix it up with anybody yeah. who did any, was successful at all in front of him. Uh, so Robbie gets a one-on-one date. Sweet Robbie. And sorry uh, about your, sorry about your ex getting swooped up by the Chad. <laughs> and so we cut to JoJo out in the sand again. She's around some kind of hand statue. There's like fingers coming out of the sand, and there's a dog. She's real excited about the dog. More excited about the dog than I think she has been for any of the boys so far. And then Robbie comes out and they play like a little a little hide and seek around the fingers. And then Robbie's like, stop it! You're making a <laughs> fool out of me! Uh, they get in a car and then they, they experience local culture. They're looking at hats. Um, they're going to a food cart. Eating, uh, a, eating a big old... It looked like a torta of some sort. Look delicious. And then I don't know. They go to dinner and Robbie decides I am going to tell Jojo that I'm in love with her. I know that I'm in love with her and I'm going yeah. to tell her. He um he tells a story about his friend who died. Uh and Yeah, and it's a really it's like a tragic It's a really very, very very sad story and like I really don't I don't no tea, no shade, no pink lemonade, but like I can't divorce the strategic timing of when you tell the bachelor or bachelorette that you love them from the fact that it is strategic. You know what I mean? Like that is a chip you leverage once leverage it good. And it's going to work out for you. Leverage it too soon. You'll freak them out. They'll run away, do it too late. You might not get a chance. So it is a calculated thing to do it and to like add to like, include that as a part of like this very very sad story about your friend who died and like inspired you to change your life and everything like that's that's cool and that's great and like i feel like we've all been through a a sea change like that in our life it just like it's very hard for me to divorce that fact from like yeah you like setting up you telling a telling the bachelor bachelorette that you love them because now is the time to do unless it's real unless it's real robbie in which case like chase your bliss do it it was a it was a a genuinely touching story it's just like you know what i mean yeah no it was an interesting moment because when he he tells us the viewer that he's gonna tell jojo he's in love with her griffin and i look at each other and we're like this is way too soon there are 11 guys left what are you doing there's no reason to tell her now it's too early. You're going to freak her out. And then he starts saying, you know, and, and since my friend passed unexpectedly, you know, I, I, 
you know, I don't want to I don't want to wait. Yeah. He's like, as soon as it happened, you know, I quit my job. I left my, my girlfriend. I moved cities. Like, it became important to me to only do and say things that were meaningful. And so then it was like, well, okay, I get, I get your reasoning. I just, I don't understand still how you could be there already, I guess. Yeah. This is their first solo date, correct? This is your first date, dog, essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a bit it was a bit weird. I like Robbie, all right? I do. It works. She gives him the rose. You know, it doesn't freak her out. She's on board. Yeah. Uh, and so there's a cocktail party. No, there isn't. But there isn't a cocktail party. Oh, you party. fucking <laughs> twisted it on us, babe. You really got me going there. <laughs> What a, what a little fun little prank you did on me. <laughs> There's supposed to be a cocktail party. Chris Harrison tells us she doesn't need one. Uh, Which is a big bummer for folks like uh, Grant, for folks like uh, Evan. He says three guys are going home. And we pretty much immediately know who those guys are. We're worried one of them is going to be Wells. But ultimately, the guys that go home are Vinny, Grant, and Evan. The bummer thing was we lost Chad. Uh, our team up to this point uh, for a long time from the beginning right we yeah. haven't lost anybody it was luke jordan chad, and chad luke and jordan and i'm convinced team. that you could not have a better team up to the point yeah. where chad left the show like oh my god these boys got us so many points um but then chad left and the only people we had to pick uh who were Vinny grant who, and evan. who were not on two teams were yeah. Vinny grant and evan so we picked grant and grant for the Nothing. entire time that he was on our team uh, all whatever like, like 75 minutes, minutes. yeah uh, got us a that. net total of negative 10 points thank you very much grant couldn't even sneak a kiss in there or two to balance out your nope okay before the guys go home uh derek who knows he's been the subject of some some whispers uh confronts some of the guys on this what he calls a high school click um he doesn't dynamic. confront them on like you were talking shit about me because I said I was feeling uncomfortable about this situation, and then she gave me a Rose's reassurance. That's a crazy thing for you to like make fun of me about. Stop it. That would be fine. The What he ver- verbalized and vocalized was, I feel like you guys only hang out with each other. You're like a high school clique. We used to be such good friends. What happened? And it, like as soon as the, everybody walked in for the, for the cocktail party, where they will be very, very nervous... Like, he did this thing, and everybody's like, what are you talking about? This is a non-issue. Yeah, and then Jordan Jordan comes out aggressive again, because when they get back from their little powwow, Luke is on the couch, and he says, you know, what just happened? Can you summarize what just happened? And Jordan's like, uh, I guess some of you guys, maybe, you know, we've been excluding you, so, you know, any of you guys, please tell me now if you feel like you've been excluded. Nobody. And everybody's just silent. Wells is like, well, I guess there's some valor in him speaking his mind, but no, that's a dumb thing <laughs> yeah. to think about. Uh, and so, yeah, and so Luke, Chase, Alex, James, Wells, and of course, Jordan and Robbie uh, are staying. That's the hateful eight we got. Um, and Vinny, after a very tearful exit, Grant and Evan leave. Uh, so that's it. That's it for, we lost a lot of guys this episode. Well, just, I mean, Chad and Grant. Seven? A lot. Oh, you're saying we as in just the viewers. The viewers, yeah. Um, we're down to just eight people now. 
If you're playing at home, you're probably at... We hit the point now where we have to... Everybody drops down to two because there is nobody left to redraft for yeah. us. So the way we're doing that um, is everybody's going to pick one of their three to no. get rid of. We're just... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody just picks yeah. one to get rid of. We used to do... You would drop down to one and then redraft back up to two in order of lowest points, but... We only did that because this was the point where you could have uh, a contestant on two teams before it would just be on one team. Um, I really like the way we're doing it so much better this season. It, the scores are a lot closer. We're, I mean, we're still annihilating yeah. with our uh, Jordan-Chad-Luke uh, combo. Um, we also got a preview. We got a teaser for the rest mm-hmm. of the season. Uh, and like it is every season, it seems like there's going to be a tumultuous finale. Yeah, they made it look like JoJo pulls a Ben and sends somebody home that she's in love with. And this, um, again, I know I don't trust these trailers as far as I can throw them anymore because they're absolutely proven to be absolute poppycock every time. Uh, but yes, take that for what you will. Um, anything else of note really happened in that teaser? Can't really think of anything. No, I can't think of anything either. It just says something like, you have to understand because the actions that you've taken, I cannot accept this love. So like, yeah, it's harsh. It sounds harsh. Whatever it is. I mean, we get the suggestion that there's more trouble on the way with people like Robbie and Jordan. Jordan gets some, de- Jordan definitely catches some flack like he's not here for the right reasons. And I hate guys like that. He's only here to further his career. And I'm like, which, what are you, which one? He's like, what does he do? I mean, somebody in the Rose Buddies group found his clip in Pitch Perfect 2. Okay, but that so Clay Matthews was in Pitch Perfect 2. I don't think he's got a promising film career in front of him. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, it seems like uh, frontrunners. Jordan. Jordan, Luke. Luke. Anybody else you feel confident about? Maybe Robbie? Maybe Robbie. Maybe James T.? I don't think he was James in the teaser T. a lot. He was in the trailer a lot. I know, but I they I don't think I think she likes him. I think he's a good guy. I yeah. don't think there's passion there at all. That's fair. Uh, Robbie, maybe she talks about like she talks about how like Robbie makes her feel sexy. It's like Robbie. You know, we haven't talked about Chase a lot. Chase is in there. Uh he seems like a nice dude. I just don't. We were excited that Wells is sticking around, but unless he makes a big play. I know. I like Wells a lot. I just don't. Yeah. Doesn't seem like her type. He seems like my type. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I like this season a lot, though, still. I hope it. I hope it. I hope it keeps. I hope it stays fresh even after Chad is gone. Because we talked about, like, once chat has gone, this show's going to get mad and boring. Yeah, and if I know. And if they try to fill the gap, which is like any other, like any rando dude. Like, it's going to be like Ben's seasons again, where they're, like, like, where there was that, trying to find a villain. Where there's that woman who, like, lied about uh, Lauren B. Like, yeah. well, on the on the pig water pig date, she like, lied, like, oh, Lauren B. was talking shit about you. Um, and then when they confronted her, she was like, nah, you got, nope. you got me. <laughs> um, yeah, there's going to be probably a lot of that. But so far, great season. Great season. It makes me excited that this is maybe the first season a lot of people are watching all the way through. Mm-hmm. Or if the last season, too. This is a good, like, two season, two good season streak. Because, gang, there's bad season out, seasons out there. And we're going to get to them someday. Mm-hmm. We're also coming up quick on Bachelor in Paradise. And, oh, my, oh gosh. my goodness. That is what is so sweet about Bachelor in Paradise is it starts right after. It's like a fucking, like, cool sangria. There's no break. You're just all of a sudden... Mm. You're out in the sand. 
just sipping cocktails, watching a bunch of crazy cast-offs, just get nasty. How many episodes do we have? Like four? Eight get down people. to eight, get down to six, get down to four, three, one, three, four, three, two, one, maybe five. Yeah, unless they go one at a time from yeah. here on out. I don't so remember. So Bip will be like late summer. And it's going to treat you. It's August. It, it comes out in August. It's going to treat you just right. I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. Um, Ato, didn't watch it today. We'll catch you up maybe with a, a new scoop next week. Just do like the week previous. Uh, just talk about what's good. Anybody you like on Ato? Yeah, I don't know the names yet. Yeah, I don't know their names yet. They had a pretty successful first week, though. Yeah, four matches, three matches. I think it was three Ooh, matches. I thought it was four. I think it was three three matches on week one, which is like stellar, really good. Anyway, love TV, TV. Thank you, thank you, TV. So let's just do the quick run now. Thank you, TV. <laughs> thank you, ABC. Thank you, MTV. Thank you, the whole Viacom family. Chris Harrison. Chris Harrison, thank you. Um, thank you, Rose Buddies fans. Thank you, Rose Buddies fans, Rose Nation. You light up our lives. You light up our lives. We spend like the whole episode while Rachel spends it taking notes. I spend it drinking lots of wine. I'm drinking for three <laughs> now. Um, do you miss wine during the bachelor? Rachel's Rachel is pregnant with our son. Um, and I don't think we've announced before that it's a boy. Oh, uh, it is a boy. Um, <laughs> uh, you can't drink wine anymore. Apparently, according to the doctors, <laughs> you miss it during batch. A little bit. Do you Not- miss it more during batch than the rest of the, your life? Yes. Yeah. It's kind of a fun, like, I, do you remember when ABC had like a TGIF week where in TV Guide they gave out 3D glasses that you had to wear and then like Urkel would come into your TV that week? I, I mean, I remember TGIF. I do not remember the three. There was a week where there was a week where like step by step and Family Matters. It was like the golden era. They <laughs> handed out 3D glasses in TV Guide and like a little like tear out ad for this week of TGIF. And it'd be like, tune in this Friday. Shit's about to pop off in 3D. Anyway, what I'm saying is wine is that for The Bachelor. <laughs> and it's like to really ex- get the full experience to have Urkel jump out of your television, drink this whole bottle of wine. I love when you remember stuff like that. Cause I have to imagine that when they came up with that gimmick, writers were sitting around in a room saying, you know what? The kids of today are going to be talking about this for decades on their bachelor podcasts. And, and everybody like me in the room was like, Oh, come on. That's ridiculous. There's no way people is going to, are going to be talking about this mm. 20 years from now. Turns well, out. Sounds like in this relationship, I'm the piss kid. You're the rat bag. Whoa. Just saying if That's the breakdown. That's not flattering for either of us. No, definitely not. <laughs> but fair. I'm just saying I'm coming out all, all, all nubile and innocent, fresh little TGIF doe eyes, and you're like, you're, an, you, you're a real dummy, Griffin. <laughs> I'm what killed TGIF. You killed TGIF. You're the reason why it's fucking Shark Tank now. The, that's technically TGIF programming. It's just two episodes of Shark Tank. It's a bunch of rich guys being like, oh, I don't know, I don't want to eat donuts in my pajamas. <laughs> and meanwhile, I'm like, where's Clarissa? Not Clarissa, the teenage no. witch. Sabrina was her name on that show. Where was she? Where's Skip, who I think was one of the people on Step by Step? You know where Melissa Joan Hart is. She is with Joey Lawrence. I guess you're stuck with me. The theme song of Melissa and Joey, as performed by Bob Dylan. Um, what was your favorite episode of Step by Step? 
I didn't really watch that one. Because there were several episodes where the big boy son and Patrick Duffy would just like get in a big fight with a lot of men. There's one episode where they're in a, I think in a pool hall and they just like fought a bunch of guys. And it was like, what the fuck's going on step by step? You can't have these crazy like 10 minute long, they live like drag out, knock down fighting scenes. Maybe that show was very influential to Chad. And that's why he is the way he is today. He watched too much Step by Step. Yeah. Should have watched more Full House. I don't know if you think there was an episode of Full House where, like, <laughs> Danny and Jesse <laughs> and Joey, and Joey just, just, like, went back to back break in, like, a, against cues. a street gang. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for watching Step by Step. We are working on getting a P.O. Box. Just oh, yeah. FYI. We'll have it next week if you want to. Uh, the other boys have those for the other podcasts. Griffin was dead set against it until we started Rose Buddies. And people started offering to send that stuff? Well, and I think our Rose Buddies fans offer a just a special kind of value add. Yeah. And we can't wait to see. One rule, please do not send or subscribe this P.O. box to magazines. There are like, we have three subscriptions to the same fucking horse magazine from a Bim Bam. So like every time Justin goes in to pick it up, it's like, no joke, 36 issues of magazines. The same magazine. Please do not do that to us. Not even as a joke because we said not to. Unless if you want to send us copies that you finished reading of Bloyd's related. You want to finish the Bloyd's that you finished. That's fine. To the Bachelor and Bachelorette. I would not complain about that. Anyway, we've been filling time for about seven minutes now talking about Yeah, I don't know why. You started it. I... Um, I'm so happy to do this show with you. It's the highlight of my week. Um, thank you, sweetie. And uh, thank you for listening to this podcast. Uh, we'll see you guys next week with a hot new episode. Till then, I'm Griffin McElroy. I'm Rachel McElroy. When you're ready. Stay with us on this journey of joy. Spoiler alert! She ends up with Soldier Boy. Right, Reese's. Right, Reese's. Three, 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 three